Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 235 of your favorite podcast, The Great Eye Podcast. I'm going to show some Haley, and today I'm going to talk about should women and men train differently? It's a very hot topic, it seems, and a lot of bad takes going on out there, so I am going to clear the air here as always. Great Eye Podcast, brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Stop what you're doing. Head over to the YouTube. Justin Mahaley on YouTube. Subscribe. And every time we drop a podcast on Monday and Thursday, you're going to get a push notification to watch it on the YouTube. And man, let me tell you, it is awesome on there. I think it hits a little bit different. Are you ready to go? I'll see you inside. All right. Kind of a, um, can we call it a buzzword topic? I think it's a buzzword topic. We can call it that. It's my podcast. So we can call it that. It's like men and women, like what are the differences in their training and like how, nutrition should be approached, how PED should be approached and all of that stuff. And there's, you know, so many things going around about should men and women train differently and why, um, you know, women can't do the same as men for X, Y, and Z. And some of these, um, you know, I agree very much so with, but when you really add everything up, especially what I'm about to cover here, what I've outlined for this podcast, the only thing that really needs to change is the load that the two moved uh, because obviously women over time, um, if uh, as you go throughout your training progression, men are going to end up stronger than women, right? Like we can all agree with this. Men have more testosterone and men are going to respond to training in a more um, efficient manner due to their testosterone component. Uh, but the reality is other than some muscle fiber type differentials, which I'm going to talk about here, there's really not all that much that needs to differentiate between their training. And I think that people really overcomplicate this. And I see it happen in other mentorships and things alike where they talk about the difference between how women need programmed and men need programmed. I just don't agree with it at all. Um, and I think I have more anecdote to work with than any of those folks do. And I teach this in my mentorship as well. When I'm talking about programming, um, you know, for men and women, like, Honestly, women could probably handle more than men, especially in the lower body department. Um, so if anything, women might be able to train a little bit harder than men can. Um, so if you look at like early female bodybuilders, it, before PEDs were brought around, they had like light muscular development and athletic appearance, but they retained all of their femininity. So you wouldn't like pass a female bodybuilder like fully clothed. And be like, man, is that like, is that a man or a woman? You know, and like today, sometimes you have that and and, and it is something that happens. And, um, you know, it's, it's the evolution of the sport where all sports, you look at any sport um, that, that the NFL, the NBA, the WNBA, all of them, they're all getting bigger, stronger, more athletic, faster, all of these things. 
it's consistent evolution of sport and, you know, the research that we have and how far people are willing to push in order to achieve a certain goal that they have, right? So anabolic drugs enter the picture. This actually drastically changed the appearance, the popularity of female bodybuilding. Competitors became much bigger and their muscle size, their outward appearance of, of, of femininity was somewhat diminished to the extent that sometimes you couldn't even tell if they were male or female. And there was no trace of the feminine hip curves. Uh, the women's breasts had disappeared because of the loss of large amounts of body fat coupled with high dose anabolic steroid use. So the fat in females' breasts is considered an essential body fat. So that means that the body won't normally tap into that fat as an energy source. Um, but of course, when total body fat is lost, the fat in the female breast is going to diminish to a great extent based on how lean you get. So this is particularly true um, if the woman uses anabolic steroids. Um, it's Women do produce testosterone naturally. Every anabolic steroid is just a synthetic version of testosterone. Women produce testosterone naturally, mostly from the conversion of adrenal steroids, such as DHEA, and that turns into testosterone through actions of the aromatase enzyme. But the amount that they produce is about a tenth as much as what's produced by men. So the fat in women's hips, upper thighs, uh, the glutes is considered like an emergency fat storage, if you will, to ensure that a woman always has enough calorie to ensure the development of a fetus. The Female body's number one reason of life is to create more life. You cannot take these biological facts away. You know, whether you want to have a child or not, you can't take the biological fact that that is what the purpose of a female's body is from a biological component. Elite female bodybuilders get around this by using aromatase inhibitors or serms like Novidex because um, the essential fat stores in a woman's body are supported by normal estrogen levels. So if you block estrogen off, you open up the metabolic door to tapping into and reducing that fat to a certain extent. As you get leaner and leaner, obviously estrogen and fat kind of go hand in hand, right? So the more fat you have, the more estrogen is going to be in those fat areas. As you get leaner, your systemic estradiol is going to drop a bit, right? But having enough estrogen around is still very important for metabolic functions, such as triglycerides getting into the bloodstream and being mobilized to mitochondrial, um, uh, to mitochondria in, in, in order to be utilized for energy, right? So you don't want estrogen to go to zero, you also don't want estrogen to be, you know, at a hundred, you want it to be somewhere in the middle, like, you know, 40, 50, 60 range. And then as you get leaner, 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 you want to drop it down closer to maybe the 20 range. But the reality is if we drop estrogen down to zero, we are not going to be able to mobilize nutrients properly into the muscle cell. Estrogen does play a role in that. Um, we're obviously going to have very uh, rocky mental health not going to have any libido. Um, you're you're going to set yourself up for a very difficult rebound because the reality is once those drugs are stopped, your body, a female's body, is going to try to troubleshoot this very rapidly and get estradiol back as high as it possibly can be. There's going to be acne that comes with that, oily skin, a lot of mental disturbances. Um, it's, it's not going to be a fun situation. Menstrual cycle is going to be far thrown off. So you need to be very responsible with the way you utilize those drugs. Now, from a general point of view, 
men and women respond pretty similar to exercise. So like when a female and a male begin a training program, the rate of muscle gains for their body mass is going to be rather similar. It's going to appear that men are making faster gains because they just have more muscle mass. Like a 180 pound man is just a larger specimen than a 110 pound female, right? It's like a 110 pound female puts on 2% um, lean body mass over a two month period and the guy puts on 2%. Well, there's a substantial difference between what those numbers are. One is like two pounds and the other one's like whatever, whatever 2% of 180 is. I don't know. I'm not doing that math right now. So they respond pretty similarly to exercise, but women naturally have a higher uh, um, level of women who have a higher level of testosterone in their bodies is going to make much faster muscular gains than other women. So like without PEDs, you're just someone who runs high um, tests. You're going to make faster gains, right? Nothing groundbreaking there, but no matter how much testosterone is produced naturally, a major women are never really going to achieve the same degree of muscle mass as most men. So most women won't achieve uh, naturally what most men can achieve, no matter how high your natural testosterone is. Cause I mean, there's, it can only be so high, right? It's not like you're going to have 1000 um, uh, test levels as a natural woman. That's it's impossible from a physiological component to have that. So a woman who runs high on tests is like still going to be similar to a guy who's running low on testosterone, right? Women have smaller bone structure that women don't have the bone mass to support massive amounts of muscle. So, you know, as we grow, as bodybuilders grow, your bone mass grows with you. They get more dense. Now, this doesn't mean you're big bone. That doesn't exist. That's, I don't know, something that... I don't even know where big bone came from. It's just something that people say to um, like act like their health is what it is for whatever reason. If women are using estrogen blocking drugs like Nolvidex, you do risk permanently affecting their future fertility if the drugs are used long term. So if you're going to bring something like a Nolvidex or an aromatase inhibitor in, it needs to be short term. It needs to be in and out. It needs to be to finish off a contest prep or something of the like. And then you get it out and you return them to normal ASAP. And men, most steroid-related side effects like liver inflammation, adverse blood lipid changes, they revert back to normal once they get off the drugs. And women, it's going to take a little bit more, not necessarily from the liver component, but the lipid component is probably going to take a little bit more work than it will for men. We have it so easy. Guys, we have it so easy. Now, a primary difference between men and women in relation to exercise is women are more efficient at using stored fat as an energy source with less reliance on carbohydrates compared to men. One reason is because women have higher estrogen levels, so it allows them to tap into stored body fat more efficiently is what I was referring to a little bit earlier. Women also routinely show higher levels of glycerol in their blood. That significance is, well, fat is stored as triglyceride which contains three fatty acids attached to a glycerol backbone. So women have higher levels of glycerol in their blood. A triglyceride is three fatty acids attached to a glycerol backbone. When fat is released from lipocytes or fat cells, enzymes convert the stored triglycerides into free fatty acids and glycerol are subsequently released into the blood from that. 
So the extent of glycerol existing in the blood is a good indication um, of the release of fat from fat cells. And women, like I said, tend to show higher glycerol levels compared to men, which means women have higher levels of free-flowing fatty acids being mobilized through their bloodstream. But your body is going to use whatever's in the bloodstream first and foremost because it's the most bioavailable. It's right there in front of you. Men rely more on carbohydrates because they secrete greater amounts of epinephrine. It's a great mobilizer of muscle and liver glycogen source. Epinephrine promotes the breakdown of glycogen into glucose for immediate energy usage. Women store fat better in the intramuscular fat deposits. And even when a woman's glycogen stores are high, she's still going to burn more, more fat uh, than a man will during exercise. Men do not burn much fat at all during exercise. Women don't burn enough to like get peeled off of, you know, just relying on their free-flowing fatty acids through exercise. It still takes the dieting, the cardioing, and the reality is this isn't something to like lose sleep over or program around. This is just the reality of the physiology, right? So one reason of that, besides having more active mitochondria and higher estrogen levels, is uh, women have more type 1 or slow-twitch muscle fibers, and type 1 fibers oxidize fat more readily than type 2 fibers. Type 2 fibers are going to be more fast-twitch, and they rely on glycogen or glucose. So if all this is true, why do women have higher body fat levels than men? Well, Post-exercise mobilization of fatty acids is actually lower in women than is in men. So women oxidize more during exercise. Men oxidize more after exercise. After exercise, that breakdown continues for about three hours in women, but for two days after a training session in men. So it's much, I mean, that doesn't just bridge the gap um, that overflows to men really burning more body fat, utilizing more body fat post-exercise than women do. There are nutrients that tend to be lacking in women, like iron, because uh, one reason is men just eat more red meat than women do, and obviously red meat's very high in iron. Uh, women commonly get their iron from vegetables, but the type of iron found in vegetables is a non-heme iron, which is less absorbed compared to the heme iron found in meat. So heme just means it's an iron-containing compound, um, which essentially forms a non-protein part of hemoglobin and other biological molecules. It just essentially makes the iron bioavailable and able to be utilized in the human body. Red meat, all of it's heme iron. Vegetables, majority of it's non-heme iron, right? So it's, it's just less absorbed. So you're going to have lower iron levels just from that simple swab. Obviously, through the process of menstruation, every single month, women lose blood. Obviously, there's a lot of iron in that. Um, but you can ingest you know, iron supplement, uh, supplemental. And, uh, or if you're going to get most of it through your vegetables, you can't just add vitamin C to it. It's going to increase the uptake of uh, the iron, uh, you know, with the food that you're ingesting. Or if you do have a diet that's high in red meat and your iron still comes back low, just add vitamin C, like 500 milligrams of vitamin C to those red meat meals, and you're going to see that iron level come back up. So here, an interesting point for you, um, kind of off script, the greater use of fat for energy in women um, is often 
ascribed to their higher estrogen levels. So if you provide estrogen in men, similar to that produced in women, men tap into fat as readily as women do as well. So if you equate men's estrogen to women's estrogen, men use as much fat doing nothing, higher glycerol levels, systemically, as women do. So it's just another bonus point for those guys who are listening to this who want to run their estradiol as high as they possibly can in the offseason. There's really only good things that come from that. Like as long as you're not having super puffy nipples or acne breakouts or mood irregularities, then like run your estrogen as high as you can. You're literally going to use more fat in the offseason like that. So let's talk about the mitochondria. Mitochondria, it's a... I don't know if you guys remember back in biology class, it's a cigar-shaped organelle. And they're the site of energy production, such as ATP, the oxidation of fat, which is um, done through a process called beta oxidation. If you have a greater activity and volume of mitochondria, that permits women to oxidize fat more efficiently during exercise compared to men. But, or so, not but, this greater mitochondrial activity and women is inherent and is independent of activity, but male or female, men or women, can develop more mitochondria if they just simply engage in regular exercise. So just by simply exercising, you're going to form more mitochondria and you're going to utilize more energy. Obviously, when we build muscle mass as well, it takes a lot of energy to maintain muscle mass, so you're going to have the mitochondrial difference in one realm, the muscle difference in another realm, and these are both going to utilize more energy. So as you exercise more, as you grow more muscle tissue, you're literally able to eat more and not gain fat. Um, now, maintaining mitochondria is especially important to prevent the rapid aging of muscles. So as people get older and older, their activity falls off. Um, you're going to see that the, the muscles age, if you will, and they start dying off as well. So when mitochondria loss in muscle cells, muscle fibers die, and that can precipitate sarcopenia, which is just simply the loss of muscle mass which with age. So Aerobic exercise is efficient at promoting mitochondrial genesis, but weight training does this too as long as we keep the effort very, very, very high. And utilizing intensifiers is great for this because you actually want minimal rest in between sets. So your final interesting fact before I wrap this all up, when men gain fat, they store it in the upper body. This is known as android obesity, while women store it in the lower body and known as gynoid obesity. Women have stubborn body fat areas in their glute region and their upper thighs. The reason so is that women's fat cells have a alpha-2 androgenic receptor that hold fat in the area and resist hormones that normally cause the fat cells to release that fat. This is because the reason women store fat and so much fat in those areas, your body wants to keep 80,000 calories to produce a fetus. So nature set up the stubborn fat stores in women to ensure that those calories are always available. That is why losing fat from your hard-to-lose body parts is very difficult because you're fighting nature, not just physiology at that point. So obvious differences between men and women. But the reality is the needs for exercise, they're 
way they respond to exercise is roughly the same even when PEDs are used or in a natural setting. Lower testosterone levels in women, smaller bone structure, um, more type 1 fibers, and men have all the opposite. The significance is that those type 2 fibers are going to be more amenable to muscle growth, but when it comes to fat oxidation, women are obviously superior to men because of type 1 fibers and everything else we talked about. And this is one reason explaining why women athletes excel in long distance endurance event where fat oxidation obviously plays a large role. So keep in mind when you're peaking an athlete, women have more intramuscular triglyceride stores than men do, and that needs to be respected. Episode 235. I'll see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.